Hello Shakers and welcome to the debut episode of Let's Talk Shakers. I'm your host Tom Beresford and on the debut episode of Let's Talk Shakers I am joined by Dave Crowther Green who is a freelance sports journalist. Uh, Dave, thank you very much for agreeing to partake in the debut episode of Let's Talk Shakers and what a moment it is for the club. They're in a fantastic position in League 2 and uh, on the verge of automatic promotion. It's been fantastic, hasn't it? Yeah, thanks very much for having me on, Tom. Um, yeah, it's been, I would say it's been a fantastic season so far. I mean, there's still a little bit to go, but uh, in terms of, I mean, if you compare it to last season, I don't think, I don't think many fans, obviously the expectation was to get promoted at the first time of asking, but I think, yeah, that's this is where they expect them to be at the moment. But with the football that they're playing, I don't think, the majority of people would have expected that, especially Ryan Lowe in his first season in management to be having a team playing football this well is, I mean, it's got to be applauded. And I think you're seeing that with his, the accolades that he's winning so far this season. And I mean, I think if they can carry it on, it should be, should be a great end. I mean, the passion shown from the players and the commitment and desire that you see at Gig Lane and, and on the road, it's, it's fantastic to see, and Jordan Ross, it's a what an addition he's been to the squad. Yeah, definitely. I think when uh, I think we got to January and people were saying, the, the thing that struck me sort of around Christmas time and when, when they were struggling to pick up a way win was they didn't have that anchor in midfield. And I think Neil Dans was doing a decent enough job and obviously he's been a, a great servant for the club in recent times. I think they just needed a, a better pair of legs in the middle just sitting in front of the defence. And I think we saw that when when he moved Owen O'Connell for a couple of games into midfield. We saw what he was trying to do, trying to break up play a bit. And also, bringing Jordan Roster in moves Jay O'Shea forward. And the season that Jay O'Shea's having is he's showing he can he can be that attacking player in midfield and help help Danny Mayer out scoring a few goals from midfield. So, yeah, uh, amazing signing. You've just got to see what happens next season, whether they can they can get him in as well, but. I think obviously that depends on what football they'll be playing next season, whether Jordan Roster, whether it becomes appealing for a move next season. But yeah, brilliant signing. Yeah, speaking of uh, midfielders as well, it's great to hear that Nicky Adams has signed an extension to his current contract uh, in his third spell at the club. And I actually went to school with Nicky. I know him, I know him quite well. And uh, it's fantastic to see him back. And it's fair to say he's in the latter stages of his career. And... He's not showing any signs of fatigue or anything. He's been fantastic again this season. Yeah, I mean, he's one of them ones that when I came in this season, because this is my first season following the club, sort of on the reporter base level. Um, I didn't. He always struck me as a winger, and I, I know that's that's where he played most of his career. That's only where I've known him play. But to moving back to right back, well, sort of wing back, um, but with more defensive duties, was I was a little bit confused when I first watched a few games, but then you saw how it panned out um, and the dedication that he's got in the game and he, he always gives 110% and he is probably a perfect player because he gets forward, he's got a brilliant ball into the box as well and then defensively I think he's surprised everyone. So yeah, it's been a great move um, and to get that contract extension, he totally deserves it. So hopefully next season he can carry it on. Yeah, I spoke about the passion and the, the, the players show uh, from game to game. That free free draw, free all draw with Lincoln 
at Gig Lane was one of the best matches I've seen for atmosphere, for commitment from the players, and just for 90 minutes non-stop uh, chasing the ball when when they've when they've lost it. And uh, from an attacking point of view, three goals. I know that Ryan Lowe wasn't happy with the three goals they conceded, but it was obviously in the context of the season we could be three points behind Lincoln with a win on Saturday, fingers crossed. And uh, that them three goals that we conceded could be huge. But it was a fantastic game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of them. I think it it really was. That was the game where people probably looked at Berry and said, "Yeah, these are going up." I think the way they matched Lincoln, yeah, they went they went behind three times in that game, but the way they came back, um, they were they matched them on the park. And I think if they were going to go up, they, I, th- I think pretty much all the top four teams, if you count Mansfield as well with MK Dons, they've either beaten them or matched them. They've only lost. A handful of games against the top sides, and I think that's what gets you promoted. Um, the game against MK Dons, the 4-3, was a massive turning point as well because it shows a desire to keep going to the end um, and get that fourth goal. But yeah, the game against Lincoln, probably one of the the best games in League Two this season, I would say, of the highest quality anyway. Um, and I know, like you say, Ryan Lowe wasn't particularly happy at the end, but he says constantly in his press conferences, all he wants to do is get get this club back up, and it doesn't really matter where they finish, as long as they get in that top three. But I think secretly, he wouldn't mind winning that title, would he? Yeah, and it's like I say, it's been a brilliant season. I mean, away from League Two, the Checker Trade Trophy reaching the semi-finals, uh, losing to Portsmouth disappointingly, but what a campaign that's been. Danny Mayer has been a revel. It was been a revelation, particularly in that tournament. And uh, in the league phase as well, I mean, Berry are scoring so many goals. I mean, it's 71 in the league, and it's over 90 goals in all competitions. Uh, 45 goals at, at Gig Lane, which is rising. And the team are not afraid of going forward and putting the ball in the net. Uh, they're sort of outweighing uh, the goals with the goals conceded because they have, they have been um, sort of exposed at the back because they're getting forward so much and scoring so many goals. But it's very exciting at the minute to be a Berry fan. Yeah, it is. Um, I think... The one thing with with scoring goals is I don't think they're too bothered about leaking goals at the back. I mean, obviously, it's not great, but they always have that thing in their head that we're going to score more goals anyway. So regardless of the amount that we let in, they always believe that they will get the result in the end. And I think that's why you see fixtures like the 4-3 and things like that, because they just keep going. Um, And all they want to do is score goals. Some of the attacking play has been, been really, really good in that. I I was really surprised when I came in sort of at the start of the season. I know they were a bit bumpy then, um, but to keep going the way they've done is really good. Um, the checker trade, fantastic. I mean, I I don't think I've seen a manager more bothered about the checker trade trophy than Ryan Lowe. Every single checker trade game, he's he's been bothered about it. He's put a strong team out. Yeah, there's been a few changes, but that's what these squads there for. Um, and talking about players as a revelation in that tournament, you've got to talk about Dom Telford as well. Seven goals in that tournament. In the league, he's uh, not had too many chances in the starting eleven, but off the bench, he's still managed to score a couple of goals. But in that competition, he's just been brilliant. And that's that's where you find those sorts of players in, that, in competitions like the Czech trade, giving them games, and he's repaid them with goals. Yeah, no, and over the years, Dave, Berry have had sort of that that marquee signing, that player, that one striker who have really helped them along the way. And Nicky Maynard with 18 goals this season, uh, joined at the start, just like Ryan Lowe did back in back in the day. He's, 
18 goals he's uh, put in this season, but not just him. There's been goals from all over the pitch. I mean, Dominic Telford with 12 goals, J. O'Shea, O'Shea with 17, Danny May with 10. They really have um, shifted the goals, and it's been a great team effort this season. And it's very, very exciting, not just at Gig Lane, but on the road as well. Yeah, on the road, I mean, it took a while. Um, there was a bit of a purple patch at the start of the season where they, they were winning the home games, which was really good. Um, but they were sitting just just below the playoffs around October, November. And, and the reason for that was because they weren't winning away games. But something's clicked. And I think Jordan Roster, a lot of that is the key. Um, it's clicked away from home. They're picking up results. And that's really what's propelled them to the top. And I think, like you say, Nicky Maynard on a free transfer, is you you already knew what you were getting with him. He's a, he's a proven league goal scorer. In League 2, he's arguably... I would say he's he's at least a League One striker, um, but to get 18 league goals, like you say, just from October onwards is is brilliant. And when you've got strikers like that on form, it's just a bonus to your side. I mean, when I mean when Barry play at Gig Lane, there's sort of an aura that when as soon as soon as the whistle's blown, straight on the attack, straight away going for his many goals as they can, four, five, even six goals. And uh, but but the away games that. Uh, Ryan Lowe's side look a bit more reserved in the play from the off. They're just sort of uh, seeing how the game goes before he makes any key decisions. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't blame him for that. I think a lot of it at home, there is a bit more freedom because teams are going to sit back and let you attack them. And a lot of the time at, at Gig Lane, you see a lot of the teams trying to match that 3-5-2 that he, he's playing and they, they just can't do it. So they get a lot more space. Um, but away from home, it's about being more cautious, taking your chances and Eventually, they managed to do that. I think um, you see the Exeter game. It wasn't the greatest goal in the world, but they got it and they got the results. So it doesn't really matter. Um, this like free-flowing attacking play is really nice at times to watch, but I think Ryan Lowe will be more concerned about getting the result, and I think he'd prefer away from home to get that 1-0 win rather than trying to beat them 4-5, 6-0. I think what's impressed me the most about Berry as well this season, they've scored 22 goals in the last 15 minutes of matches. They are known for scoring late winners, and that 95th minute winner against Stevenage from Nicky Maynard, uh, that that could have uh, thrown Berry's name in the hat for an automatic promotion spot. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's desire. Every time you watch, you watch the side, and when he makes substitutions as well, like it's it's not there's no heads down. Everybody's ready because everybody wants to result, and. I think a lot of the time as well, you see them come from behind. Um, I'd say the key result in terms of that, Forest Green, um, one of those results where the team fighting for the playoff spots, you maybe thought uh, it was a difficult game, you'd take a point, but they fought back and they, they got the three points. And it's that sort of mentality where everyone in the squad is bought into what Ryan Lowe wants to do. Um, and they're all, all working from the same plan. So I think if they can continue to do that to the end of the season, it, it will be a good end. Yeah, and there's been there's been so many records broken already this season. I've got a few stats here. Uh, most successful drib- dribbles in all four tiers. Uh, Danny Mayer leads that feat with 196. I mentioned earlier on 22 goals in the last 15 minutes of matches. Uh, it's a fantastic record. And another one here: most goals scored in English league football in 2019. Bury in third position behind MK Dons and Norwich. There's all sorts of records been broken and. The fans are really excited. And you mentioned there about a few of the comebacks at Gig Lane. Uh, 
especially the forest green one there, you, you feel as soon as Berry started coming back into the game, the crowd were getting more and more excited and the players are thrilled by the support they're receiving and, and that spurs them on that bit more. Yeah, and I think in terms of in terms of fans, you see the last especially the last couple of home games, the the attendances are going up and up. Um and I think even for checker trade games you saw against Portsmouth there was there was a bumper crowd for a checker trade game. Um it's just great to see and I think obviously if, if, if the fans are behind the side, the side will perform. So yeah, they've just got to keep behind them and I think like they have done for the for the majority of this season, if they keep behind them they can keep playing well. Now we mentioned a bit before about about the youth of the game. I mentioned I seen a, le- a recent tweet that you uh, tweeted out about six academy players will be the, uh, departing the club this summer. Yeah, I mean I I wouldn't read too much into it. It's they've they've gave a valid enough um, explanation. They simply don't have an under twenty three setup. So unless um, unless the players can make the first team. Um, or will be involved in, in and around the first team. There's just nowhere for them to be accommodated in because they can't play in the youth team. There's no sort of middle ground for those players. So it, it, it's nothing um, that the club have gone, you're simply not good enough to play for Berry. It's just a thing of, it doesn't quite work with the squad. We don't have anywhere for you to go, unfortunately. So it would be better if you could try and find maybe a different path to go down. I don't, I don't think there's any malice in it. It's just simply, it's just the way it goes. It's just, just a logistical problem, really, with, with that. But the club have explained it well, um, and hopefully the players they have released will go on and do do good things. Speaking of the academy and the youth setup, it was a great run for the club in the FA Youth Cup, only losing out to Liverpool recently. Yeah, really good. Um, I think we've seen a couple of those players as well. Um, starting to break into into the first team picture. You look at Joe Adams. I think he's he's probably the key one. Um, Callum Hume as well signing professional contracts. I think a couple of them will be will be involved next season. There's no doubt about that because Ryan Lowe, anytime he gets asked about these sorts of youth players, I mean, I don't think he can give them enough praise. So yeah, I think the future is bright for a couple of those players, but. Yeah, if they can keep the youth team rolling and they can keep focusing on that sort of thing, they can produce the players. So, yeah, it's, it, they're doing really well. Yeah, I saw the club announced today as well that the um, Cambridge United match, which of course was abandoned on Saturday due to waterlogged pitch, will now be rearranged for Tuesday the 2nd of April. That could be a, another key fixture. Yeah, and I think moving in, it's just one of those games where they've, they've got to pick up the win. I think it's a must win. Um, I think Ryan Lowe will be disappointed that he couldn't play it at the weekend, but obviously the conditions, you can't really do anything about it. Um, but it's another inconvenience. I don't think he enjoys the, the Saturday, Tuesday. You just want to get it out of the way um, and take another game off. But yeah, it put it into a busy April schedule that they've got going. Um, but yeah, it's just one, one of those things they've got to deal with. And I think they'll be confident going into it regardless. Yeah, we're speaking a lot about Gig Lane and Berry's home form, but the away form in 2019, unbeaten on the road in 2019, as they face a trip to Grimsby Town at Blundell Park on on Saturday. Uh, the boys must be full of confidence going into that one. I know they haven't played on Saturday due to a waterlogged pitch, but the lads have been working hard in training, and uh, they'll be really up for this one. And I, I expect a lot of Shakers fans will be making the trip up to Grimsby. Definitely. It's one of those ones where... 
they'll be looking to get it because if you look at the next sort of away games that they've got after Grimsby, um, Newport, Tranmere, Carlisle, they're all um, difficult games. I would say they would probably say this one's the easiest of the four. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those ones where they'll be expecting to get three points. Um, Ryan Lowe, will, no doubt, will play it down in his press conference because um, that's how that's what he usually does in terms of opposition. But, yeah, it, I think they can go and get three points. They can carry it on. I mean, I know the record the record for Berry unbeaten is 18 games or 19 games, I think it is. Um, so that's another personal thing they'll be they'll be looking to beat. So yeah, it should be uh, an interesting game. They've, they've performed well on the road. Like I say, a bit more cautious on the road, um, but yeah, should should be a good game. And for those Shakers fans making the trip to Grimsby, the match is no longer an all ticket. You can. Pay on the pay on the gate at Blundell Park, so uh, hopefully we'll all see you down there. It's going to be a going to be a fantastic game. We spoke about Jordan Rossiter there, Dave. He's he's been fantastic in the middle of the pitch. I mean, his inter- his interceptions have been phenomenal. Um, I spoke about the Lincoln game, and in that game, he was instrumental in uh, the centre of the midfield, and he really does battle hard, doesn't he, for a, for a young kid? Well, this is the thing. I think he's had. I think the training um, at clubs that he's had, that obviously Liverpool, and then going to Rangers with Steven Gerrard, I think um, obviously has helped his development. But I think coming to Bury, he, he knew he was going to get some game time. But to to displace the club captain um, from the starting eleven in Neil Dams um, is a big achievement because Neil Dams wasn't having a bad season by any means. I don't think I don't think any any Bury fan would say that. He was having a poor campaign, um, but I think certainly Jordan Roster has made that place his own over the last couple of weeks, and he deserves it. The way the way he, um, he deals with the ball, the way he distributes the ball, especially to the, the forwards um, and players like Danny Mayer and Jay O'Shea, it gives them more space to be more creative um, and attack, and that's what they've been doing best this season. So, if if it gives them a chance to score more goals, I think he's a welcome addition in midfield. Yeah, and the club really are moving forward. Well, I mean, it was a great result on Monday evening with uh, Lincoln only getting a draw. And uh, they go away to Crawley on Saturday, which is uh, no mean feat away from home. So uh, to challenge for the title is still very, very doable, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it is a, a two-horse race now for the title. Um, obviously, Berry only have Tranmere out of the current top seven to play. Um I know they've got they've got Carlisle as well to play who are in and around the, the playoff spots, but both Lincoln, Mansfield, MK Dons have all got um, each other to play. I know Mansfield and Lincoln played in the night and got a point, like you say. Um, but Mansfield go to MK Dons on the last day of the season. That'll be really interesting um, to see who gets the last automatic spot. But yeah, I think it, I think the title race is now between Barry and Lincoln. But if you speak to Ryan Lowe, he, he really isn't bothered. I think his main priority is getting very promoted and I think the the great thing about League Two is you've got you've got three goes at that. So I think as long as he, he stays in these promotion places I, I think he'll be a happy man come the end of the season. Yeah, I do think the Shakers have got the uh, the better running, especially with the home fix just considering how many goals we do score at home and uh, just how well we've been playing at Gig Lane. I mean with Swindon at home on the thirtieth of March, uh, then on the thirteenth of April, Colchester at home. Colchester can be uh, very tough opponents. Northampton on the 22nd of April, and then the final day, a home fixture with Port Vale, uh, which could arguably be the league decider. But like you say, Ad, uh, Ryan Lowe is 
just concentrating on automatic promotion and uh, we are quite a bit ahead of um, third spot now. We've just got to sort of uh, keep the, that consistency going and uh, on the road um, sort of get get them wins like we have been doing in 2019 and it's, uh, it's going to be a very interesting end to the season. Yeah, I think it will be. I think the key thing probably that Ryan will be looking at, if he can get to Tranmere away um, and get it pretty much wrapped up and then go to Tranmere with needing a point or something like that or a win to get automatically promoted then the last day of the season they can um they can have a bit of a party and then if they if they win the if they win the title it's a bonus I think for Ryan Lowe this season. But regardless of whether they win the league, I think um if you look at the situation that happened last season, I think he should be he's definitely up there for manager of the year because you look at the situation they were in, they came straight back down, he's dealt with the expectation. I think if they go up he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, the Shakers have been up and down a few times over the years. I mean, if automatic promotion was was going to happen for the Shakers, what do you think they need to do in the summer, Dave, to uh, strengthen the squad? Oh, uh, I mean, it's a difficult one. I think if they can keep Jordan Ross to that, that's that's a key thing. But I, it depends if they would uh, they could sort of deal with Rangers for that. I think. I think there's a chance, especially with League One. I think another thing is keeping Danny there, um, sorting a new contract for him. I know a lot of fans are wary of what's happened with that that sort of deal. I think really is it is depending on whether they get promoted because he is a he is a League One player. Um, maybe some firepower up front because I think over the past couple of games they have become dependent on Nicky Maynard to score the goals in terms of the strikers, possibly someone else up front. Um, and then you're looking at full-backs, really. I know Callum McFadzine's done really well at left-back um, and Adams at right-back, but maybe some more cover or some some more um, ability-wise cover, improve improve the full-back-wise if he's going to stick with his 3-5-2. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's too much to change because I think with the bulk of it, they have a League One squad. Um, and with, with Lowe as manager now, I think things are different, so... If they can keep playing the way they are, I think you're not looking at many changes really in the summer. Yeah, I think from a defensive point of view as well, I think Will Ameson has been brilliant as centre half this season. Yeah, I, I think I think most of the defence has been been really solid. Adam Thompson has done a really good job as well. Um, but yeah, Ameson really good, really tall player, strong in the air as well. Um, but yeah, playing that three at the back, I think having three strong central defenders there. Um, I mean Scott Wharton when he came in on loan, I think he had a he had a shaky first game, but then last couple of games he, he's coming to be down a bit left side of the fence there. Um, so yeah, they've they've got a good set of centre halves as well. I'm going to put you on the spot here now, Dave. Have you got um, a prediction for Saturday's match? A bold prediction for us? I I think a Shakers win. I'm going to go. I think two nil. I won't disagree with that one. Um, once again, thank you very much for listening to the latest uh, podcast regarding the Shakers. Uh, thank you very much to Dave Crawford-Green for popping by for a chat. And don't forget to add Dave over on Twitter. And once again, Shakers fans, thank you very much for listening to episode one of Let's Talk Shakers. I've been Tom Beresford. And until next week, guys, we'll catch you soon. And all those travelling to Grinsby on Saturday, have a safe journey. And hopefully it's three points for the Shakers. 